Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. It's good to be with you on this Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. Welcome to 2024. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And wherever you're watching me tonight, all throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea and from border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far off great lands, welcome to you as well. I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So we've been apart for a few days. I hope you had a good New Year's weekend and holiday. Kind of weird with uh, Monday being a holiday and then yesterday was just... A dead day, not much going on, but we're back. It's Wednesday night, it's January 3rd, it's 2024, and we are ripped and ready to go for a big year. And this is going to be, listen, anybody who tells you they think they know what's going on this year, don't believe them because they don't. There are so many variables in this year, and every day is going to be a roller coaster. I told you that. I hope you got some good rest over the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, and some of you may still be off work, some back to work. But uh, we are ready to roll up our sleeves. And uh, we're going to walk this walk together this year. It's going to be an exciting year. Four things I should do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me and the program. Thank you for doing that. It means more than you'll ever know. Second, Please encourage people you know to sign up for the free daily devotional. I've written it every morning since we began nearly 25 years ago. All they have to do is go to my homepage up right hand corner. There's a sign up link. Click on that and a couple pieces of basic information will start getting it in their email each morning. Third, of course, is this TV program. Um, I got to be honest. I, I, we are, we are going to be flying by the seat of our pants each day. Um, I can already envision a year where the whole program's put together and then at the last minute, you know, breaking news happens. It, it's going to be one of those years. So, you know, if you can't watch each program live, I get that. It's not always convenient. But don't forget, all of our platforms have the program for on-demand viewing. Roku, uh, every, okay, let me see if I can remember this. We're on Roku Live, and they archive, the, I think, the most recent three programs. That's Roku, okay? Uh, we're live Facebook. All programs archived on Facebook. They're usually up about two minutes after the program's off. Live on Twitter. Again, all programs archived on Twitter, and they're available again right after the program. We're on Telegram, we are on Gab, we are on CloudHub, we are on uh, True Patriots Network, we're on Getter, we're on Sovereign Media, we're on Truth Social, uh, 
and we are on uh, Frank Speech, Mike Lindell's uh, portal. So all those, all those, all those sites have the program for on-demand viewing. Plus, don't forget we're live on Rumble every night, and the program is archived on Rumble too. So that's another one. I think we've got pretty much all the bases covered except for uh, for uh, YouTube. But uh, after 15 years of having our program on YouTube, we got a nice, kindly worded letter that told us to don't ever come on YouTube again. <laughs> I would say that's been a couple of years now, a couple of years. But uh, we're 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 on everywhere else. Um, also, don't forget one more option. We uh, our texts take the audio every night after the program and put it into a podcast form, audio only. And you can find that on Spotify, which is the largest podcast platform, as well as Apple iTunes. So you can find the audio of the program. And that's usually a little later. That's usually about two, two and a half hours after the program. It's up on the, uh, up on the uh, podcast platforms, okay? All right, let's have a word of prayer, and we will get going. Father, thank you for the start of a new year. And Lord... We are going to hang on to you tightly this year because this is going to be one of those years where we are going to need you more than ever. I want to thank you for my friends who have joined me tonight. I lift them up and their families. I pray, Lord, that they've had a safe and uh, blessed holiday season, Christmas, New Year's. And uh, just pray, Lord, that whatever needs they're facing tonight, that you will meet those needs for your glory. Thank you for this day we've enjoyed, the blessings throughout. And now, Lord, we commit this hour to you. We ask, Lord, that you open our hearts and minds to receive all that you have for us tonight. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Let's get started. Now, I know this is going to shock people, but it's now become known you remember that Chinese spy balloon? Thank the good Lord that as it was going over the big skies of Montana, it was one of those beautiful days, not a cloud in the sky, and somebody with an eagle eye saw it because we now know that we were never supposed to know about that. Congress was never going to know about now, of course, the Biden administration's backtracking, so oh, that's not true. It is true. It is true. And here's what's also true that we know now in the aftermath of this. Uh, don't forget, this balloon was specifically flying over some of our most uh, important nuclear missile sites, right? And we now know there were special computers on that balloon that were actually hooked into a U.S. internet provider and was sending data back to Beijing, Beijing real time. By the time we blew it out of the sky off the coast of South Carolina, the damage was done. It was live the whole time it was traversing across the country. Again, some of our most secretive uh, uh, military areas of the, uh, of the country. And we did nothing about it. 
and you weren't supposed to know about it. You know, these are the kind these these are the kind of things. And when people talk about, well, well, you know, Hunter Biden got money from China, and what if he did? Uh, that's not Joe, and and Joe did. I told you a million times. Here comes a million one. Every single decision that this administration has made when it comes to China has been in favor of China. And how in the name of the good Lord do we allow a live spy asset to fly over our military installations, our nuclear silos? And again, you see, one reason we know this happened is because very early they took out a FISA request. That's that secretive court where they, you know, tap into things. They knew all along that this balloon was hooked to the internet, was sucking up data, and feeding it back to Beijing in real time. I mean, if, if these aren't the things that you get impeached for, or maybe sent to prison for, I don't know what is. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And then you've got Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, my poor state. A few months ago, they voted to legalize marijuana. You know, it was uh, 11 years, 12 years ago that Colorado legalized recreational pot. And we've talked about this on the program. It's been a nightmare. The, 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 the byproduct you know, not just the fact that they've created a whole new generation of addicts, but car accidents, domestic violence, I mean, just all kinds of issues. But now, not only did Ohio vote to legalize marijuana, the Republican legislature voted to block any trans surgeries until a person is of adult age, 18. And they voted to block biological males from competing in women's sports. Good for them. Oh, one problem. Republican Governor Mike DeWine vetoed that bill. Vetoed it. Now listen, I get it when a evil man like Gavin Newsom or Kathy Hochul in New York or... Pritzker in Illinois. I expect that out of these people. But they were the, the people of Ohio voted Mike DeWine because they have certain values. Mutilating children that are obviously mental ill is not one of those values. Allowing the absolute unfair and dangerous competition between biological males and biological females is also not their values. Now, they are working to try to get enough votes to override the veto. I don't know if they can do it, but we'll find out. Now, sadly, it has now come to light that Mike DeWine apparently has been getting some nice campaign contributions from the medical community in Ohio. And just so you understand, 
this whole trans thing is a niche market worth billions. Once once they get these kids on these drugs, they're, they're taking drugs the rest of their life for the most part. And once they start getting into surgeries, surgeries are expensive, 100, 200 grand. It's a very lucrative business. That's why these people in the medical community that obviously have no conscience are involved in it. It seems like they bought off Mike DeWine and he was a good soldier and vetoed this bill. It's terrible, just terrible. China reiterated, now, this is no accident. When Joe Biden went out and got on his hands and knees and bowed to his master, Chairman Xi in San Francisco a couple weeks ago, Chairman G looked him in the eye and said, Joey, baby, we're taking Taiwan. I mean, look, I mean, it, it's in the it's in the readout. He he we are going to reunite China. Okay. That means they're taking Taiwan because they believe mainland China believes Taiwan is part of is part of China. And when they say we're re- reuniting China, that means they're taking Taiwan. They reiterated that fact just in the last couple of days. Now, these people probably have a better handle on what's going on in our politics than most people in this country do. I mean, they've got a lot of stake. And they're very aware that Donald Trump could very well be reelected in November. And they know darn well. There's no way that we're going to let them just walk in and take China. That's why I said between now and, and, and they're not going to do it at the last minute. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking sometime in the early summer is when China's going to go in and take Taiwan. And Taiwan's going to try to defend that. They, they cannot stop them. And we're in no position to help them. Although I fear we may try to help them and we're going to get demolished in the process. We, 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 are, we are not equipped in any way, shape, or form from a readiness standpoint, from an asset standpoint, to be fighting with every, anybody right now. Yet we're embroiled in the Middle East. Iran looks like they want to, Iran looks like they want, they want a war with the U.S. There's no other explanation for their attacking through their proxies all of our bases in, in, in Iraq and in that area, in the Red Sea, attacking our ships. I mean, it, 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 you don't need to be a genius. I mean, they're trying to provoke a war. And of course, while we may not have technically boots on the ground Ukraine. We've still got a lot of assets there, mostly CIA, State Department, special ops, but we've got a presence there. Unbelievable. And then you get this this woman, Corrine Jean-Pierre. She was on she gave an interview a couple days ago on one of the morning shows. And she sat there with a straight face. And she said, Joe Biden has done more in three years than any present history that had two terms. 
Now, she didn't know it, but she was telling the truth. Not the way she meant it, though. Oh, he's done more in three years. You got the, He has been the most destructive, abusive president in the history of this country. And, and, and the sickest part is, it was all, it's all been on purpose. It's all been on purpose. But of course, Joe isn't doing anything. That's, uh, that's Barack Obama. Then you got this uh, clown, Chris Krispy Kreme. I mean, he needs he needs to just go back to New Jersey or wherever. He's floundering. He's never got above two, two and a half, three percent at best. His big play was going to be New Hampshire. I mean, he's got one or two percent. I mean, it's it's it's. They've got a big debate coming up next Wednesday. The only two people that made the debate stage were DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley. Vivek didn't have enough uh, polling numbers to get in, nor did Crispy. And he's, let me tell you how bad he's floundering. Chris Christie's a a Catholic. And uh, he's always believed marriage to be a man or woman. He was governor of New Jersey and you know, took a fairly strong stand on his beliefs that marriage is between a man and a woman. Now he's out there. I saw him the other uh, two days ago. He's out there talking about, well, I've been evolving on this whole marriage thing, just like my church has. No, Chris, your church hasn't evolved, and you haven't evolved. evolved. You're just pandering now. You're, you're in the toilet so bad, that there's no way you're even going to come in third or fourth at this point. Heck, Asa Hutchinson, who's still in the race, I guess, but you never see him. I, I mean, I think he's got as many, uh, his polling's about as good as Christie. So Christie's now out there basically selling out his beliefs to pander for votes. And no, the Catholic Church is not evolving on the issue of marriage. I don't care... What the Pope says, the church doctrine is marriage is a man and a woman, period. And that hasn't changed, at least as of tonight. Now, I got to tell you, I, I was glad to see it. The Pope got some major blowback a week ago when he said that, uh, you know, that uh, the church is now going to bless same-sex unions. That was a bridge too far. Now, there's a there's a very liberal wing of the Catholic Church. Um, I would say it doesn't represent more than 20% of the Catholic Church. Um, but the rest of the church and some you know, very serious uh, bishops and cardinals were just aghast at the Pope when he said that. So, no, the church has not evolved or changed its position. And then you've got the fact that half of the world's population, think about this for a second, we got about 8 billion people on the planet right now. Half the world's population 
is going to be voting this year. And they, they've got elections and, and half, half of the world's population will be voting in elections. This is going to be a major year for that showdown, that war between globalists and nationalists, because that's the way it's shaking out in all these countries. Germany's uh, head guy, he's in big trouble because of their economy. A lot of the latest elections, like in Argentina, in Norway, in some other countries, Italy, you know, they've been won by nationalists. You know, the people are sick and tired of this globalist agenda that is just beating them down. And of course, we have that same choice to make here in the United States this coming November. Now, one of the things I was reading over the uh, holidays is, and, and I've, I've told you, they, they, if they, if they can't put Trump in prison, which if they do, he can still run, but it will hurt him if they do. That's that's for certain. But if they can't get him in prison. Um, one of the options is to try to suspend the elections. So, I mean, and each night. I mean, I, I, I could probably sit here for three hours and come up with all these different scenarios. That's not a good use of our time. But there are some very legitimate scenarios that at least I want to throw out on the table every now and then as things to be looking for. One of those is a, a major cyber attack on our computer technical infrastructure right, right, right at Election Day. And it could be disruptive. It could be disruptive enough that they'd have to postpone the election. I don't think they could legally cancel it, but it could be an event of such. And what I was reading is this would not be a cyber attack from Russia or China or Iran or North Korea. It would be a cyber attack that would be put forth by our own intel agencies. Now, 10 years ago, anybody said that? I would say, man, man, I got to go watch something else. This guy's out of his mind. But after everything we've seen, the whole Trump-Russia scam, um, you know, January 6th, and again, don't forget what I keep telling you, nobody has really ever been held accountable for any of this weaponization of, of, of the government. The criminality that has uh, went forth. So please don't dismiss the fact that our look what happened in 2020. We know now, based on you know, in the aftermath, that if they hadn't lied to the public that Hunter Biden's laptop was was Russian disinformation. If they hadn't got involved, you had the 51 intel agents, what, a week before the people went to the poll saying, no, that, that's got all the earmarks of Russian. That, that, that alone changed the election. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but you cannot put anything past our government. And to that end, 
I remember the night I first said this. It was a little over two years ago. And I got some emails from people very upset. And I understood, I understood it. I did. And that's why I told you that pray for President Trump. Pray for his security details, his, uh, his uh, secret service detail. Because, again, they are not just going to let him waltz into the White House again. They will move heaven and earth to stop him. If that means an assassin. And again, it's kind of interesting because I brought it back up a few times every now and then, but it was just in the last three or four months. I'm hearing a lot of people now with big platforms talking about that possibility. Matter of fact, it was just over uh, the holidays. Tucker Carlson spent a spend a good chunk on one of his uh, his little uh, broadcasts talking about that very issue. And um, so just keep praying, please. By the way, uh, South Korea, which is a pretty, has a, it's a pretty robust democracy. The opposition leader in their upcoming elections. He was at some campaign event. Some guy came up and, you know, stabbed him in the throat. By the grace of God, he's still alive. Don't forget, it was uh, uh, Abe in Japan. What, maybe a year ago? Something like that, maybe a little more than a year ago? Got assassinated? So, those things are not out of the realm of possibility. Um, and then this Saturday, the divider-in-chief is going to go to Valley Forge. He thinks he's George Washington. And he's going to give a big speech at Valley Forge. And he's going to talk about the dangers of white supremacy. And he's going to talk about how Trump supporters are white supremacists. And here goes the same old tired line, the greatest threat to security of our homeland. No, Joe, that would be the 12 million illegals you open the door and let into the country without even vetting them. But he's going to go to Valley Forge, and my guess is it's going to look very similar to that pizza, I, I call it the pits of hell speech he gave in Philadelphia, remember in front of the uh, Independence Hall? Had the, had the red lights. I mean, he looked like he was in the flames of hell. It's going to be that, that that's their only tactic that, 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 that they're going to run on. Trump's Hitler, his people are white supremacists, therefore you can't elect him. That, that, that's, that's their campaign. Can't run on the economy. Certainly can't run on immigration. Can't run on foreign affairs. My goodness, what a nightmare he's made of our foreign policy. And, that's, and, and then on top of that, all the destructive things they're doing to the country. You know, can't have gas stoves. Got to buy electric cars. I mean, all this nonsense. So, so that's coming up this Saturday. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't believe it had that much of an effect. That was right before the midterms. And yes, the Democrats did a little better than they, than, they, than people thought, no doubt about it. 
But don't forget, Trump's name was not on the ballot. And some of the best pollsters that I follow who have been very good. I mean, none of these guys are perfect, but these guys have been as solid as you can get. They talk about the only Trump voter. In other words, these are people that don't like politics. These are people that don't normally vote. These are people that didn't vote in the 2018 midterms. They didn't vote in the 2022 midterms. Why? Donald Trump wasn't on the ballot. These are people that only are coming out to vote for Trump. And see, that's where, when you see these polls, and again, this is based on watching this stuff very carefully. When you see these polls, you've got to, whatever the number is for Trump, you got to add two points. Because these are people that aren't going to talk to the pollsters. These are people that don't have a voting record in a lot of cases. These are people that are under the radar, but they're called only Trump voters. And, and, and just for the record, let's just say Trump isn't the, isn't the nominee. The Republicans are dumb. I don't care who it is. Nikki Haley, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, I don't care. Name anybody you want. They can't win. Because the way the, 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 the electoral map is set up now, I mean, they would have to win states that they can't win because they can't get the only Trump voters out to the polls. And I will tell you this right now. If somehow they manage to keep him from running or something like that, because it would have to be a, a really nasty maneuver, people are going to be so up. That, I mean, they, they, will, they will never vote again. They will never vote again. So we've got that coming on. And then you've got these pro-Hamas demonstrators. I got to tell you something. This infuriates me. They, today they were blocking the entrance. The, what these people do is they set up shop, you know, like, a mile before the final exit to these big airports. Today was Portland. And people are, are, are so upset. People are literally leaving their cars and walking the last mile to the airport. I don't know. What, and these people never get arrested. And like I told you last week, this is not some, you know, grassroots, uh, type of a type of a protest. This is not, you know, uh, some protest that you know a bunch of buddies got together and said, "Let's go do this." This is very professional, very well coordinated, very professional. Lots of planning. Okay, lots of planning, which means there's got to be planners, and I can just tell you, it's very well funded. Somebody's funding it, okay? Why aren't the FBI finding out who those people are? They can track Grandma down who put her toe into the Capitol on January 6th and three years later go chase her down in some, you know, corner of the country. 
It's like it's like Antifa. It's like BLM. They're part of the team. They're part of the team. They're not gonna they're not gonna do anything to them. And by the way, you want to talk about disgusting? They had these pro Hamas demonstrators last week. Well, not only did they disrupt Times Square in New York on uh, New Year's Eve, they they caused a big uh, blockage of people trying to get to Times Square. Again, this stuff is very, very professionally done. Very well coordinated. But last week, one during the day, a big contingent of these pro-Hamas demonstrators went and protested at the front doors of the World Trade Center. The site of maybe one of Islam's greatest you know, military conquest in 1,400 years. I mean, if you go to Pakistan or uh, Iran or so, I mean, they still revere those hijackers. I mean, just like we, you know, might have you know, pictures and posters and whatever, you know, some famous athlete that we like, Right. I mean, they revere these protests. Osama bin Laden. There was a thing last week I didn't get into, but apparently one out of five American youth look up to Osama bin Laden. Now, that's the brainwashing that's being done online. And that's a lack of education. I don't I do not know how our schools, junior high and high school especially, are treating 9-11. My guess is they probably don't have much to say about it. Because that would be mean to the Muslims. So uh I I, I have no doubt that they're, they're gonna keep um Keep drumming up these protests, and these airport protests are very—they're very effective. Kind of honestly, I mean, when they can shut down the I-10 freeway in L.A., you know, when they can shut down the, the Washington Bridge in, in, in New York, it's very effective. Let me just say this about this Harvard woman, Claudine Gray. If you saw the highlights of the. House committee hearing. It was her, the president of MIT, and the president of the University of Pennsylvania, right? If you saw that, you saw the pathetic way they handle I mean, all Stefanik asked the three of them is, you know, is hatred against Jews anti, is that against your code of conduct? None of them would answer it. Now, they fired the University of Pennsylvania president the next day. MIT, she's still got a job. And the Harvard woman, Claudine Gray, she uh, resigned the other day. Now, she did not resign because of how she handled the uh, anti-Semitism at Harvard. She resigned because they've un- uncovered over 50 cases of plagiarism. 
I got to tell you something. As somebody who went to a real journalism school back in the 70s when there was real journalism, oh, I got something on that for you, too. Oh, good. I'll get to that next. Um, I mean, lifting other people's work and not giving it attribution. I mean, there's no, there's no greater sin. And the fact is, if a student at Harvard did it, they would be, they would be booted out immediately. There, I mean, in academia and in journalism, there's probably no greater sin than plagiarism. Of course, we have a guy in the White House right now who's one of the greatest plagiarists in the history of the world. I can't remember what it was, 88, I think, when he was run for president. He had, to, he had to drop out because he was, I mean, he gave two speeches. They were all from other people. And as people started to check into it, a lot of his stuff was from other people that he was acting like it was own. So she was pushed out, not because of the anti-Semitism. She's pushed out because of the, of the plagiarism. She still, even though she's resigned, she's still going to stay on the faculty, 900 grand a year. And of course, because she's a black woman, you know how this has been going down. Oh, that's those Republicans. That's those Repub They hate black, successful black women. Blah, 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 blah. First of all, this woman, based on her scholarship, which was very light to begin with, and most of it wasn't even her own, okay? She, who, whoever, whatever board was involved in putting her in that position, they should be fired too. Because, I mean, she's not qualified. Sorry. It's not because she's black. There's a lot of black women, I'm sure, very qualified. Not her, though. And, of course, one of the reasons she didn't get fired right away is a Harvard alum named Barack Hussein Obama called him and told her to leave her alone. And I guess since you're running the country, people listen to you. But, of course, now... It's not because of her plagiarism. It's not because of her inability to deal with something as simple as the anti-Semitism going on at the Harvard campus. No, 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 no. She's, she had to resign because mean white men wanted her gone. You know, we used to have something when I was growing up. It's called meritocracy. Okay? You... You lived or died in school settings, in the workplace, based on your abilities. Didn't matter if you had brown skin, black skin, yellow skin, green skin, purple polka dot skin. That didn't matter. What mattered is, how do you perform? Boy, those, those days seem like a long, long way away. Uh, North Carolina is taking a lead in blocking access to pornography until you're 18. That's kind of interesting. Utah, Texas, Mississippi, and Virginia are following suit. Now, I don't know how they're really going to be able to enforce that, but, you know, good for them to at least taking a taking a stab at it, right? But here's the thing that kills me. And again, 
this is, I mean, this may be a different subject, but, and I get it, you know, kids don't need to be watching that stuff, but all these states let you mutilate little children that are so confused mentally they don't even know what gender they are, okay? You know, good on trying to block the porn, but how about protecting the children? And then, of course, you got these states that are barreling through with the literal pornography in the school libraries. And uh, I got to tell you, most of the judges are siding with the school systems. Homeschool, man. Um, be praying about what's going on over in uh, over in the Middle East, especially with Iran. I mean, they, they're really trying to provoke a war. I, I, I really believe that. They love nothing more than excuse. Again, they're bullies. And what do bullies do? They look for weaklings. And Joe Biden and those clowns, you know, Blinken, Jake Sullivan, they're weaklings. They're weaklings. The EU's threatening to shut down Twitter over in Europe if they don't ban alternate media sources. Now, what's alternate media sources? Well, that would be anything other than the corporate globalist outfits like the AP, CBS, the BBC, okay? But if, but if, but if you're, you know, part of what they also refer to as the new media, you know, kind of like this show, okay? Now we, we fall right in that category. Um... They, 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 they want to shut down Twitter if, if they keep pushing the content for non-corporate media outlets. Again, it, you, this whole censorship thing, it's happening all over the country right now, all over the world right now, because, you know, Goebbels, Joseph Goebbels wasn't no genius. I mean, controlling the narrative has always been the goal of uh, authoritative regimes. I mean, in Russia, you can't just broadcast whatever you want over there. I mean, you can, but if it's not pro-Putin, you're going to be in a gulag somewhere. Same way with North Korea, same way with China, same way with Cuba. And we're, we're on that road. Oh, going back to the journalists real quick, let me me throw this at you. You know what? This is sad, but not surprising. They they did a big study. Listen to this. 3.4 percentage, 3.4% of American journalists identify as Republicans. Okay? Now, a little quick math. That means 96.6% of American journalists Democrats. Now that's not a shock. That shouldn't be a shock. But again, as somebody who went to a legitimate journalism school back in the mid-70s when there was still such a thing called journalism, I've told this audience probably back in 2015, about nine years ago now, 
that there was no journalism anymore. It's pretty much all, you know, an account of the news from whatever perspective you're coming from. That's not journalism. That's opinion. And that's fine. There's always, I mean, there's always place for opinions. But sadly, it's all opinion now. There is no such thing as journalism anymore. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Uh, there's a new wind farm that they've been building off the coast of Massachusetts. And uh, it has been a total failure. It's not producing anything. It's under repair all the time. I mean, just, just, just these are just more examples I'm giving you of the insanity of this whole green energy scam, okay? And it is, it's insanity. And then you got the Department of Energy. Jennifer Granholm, another real winner there. Former governor of Michigan. What's wrong with Michigan? I mean, Granholm was just one nasty woman, still is. And then you got what, Gretchen Whitmer? Anyway, the Department of Energy. They're coming out with new regulations in a couple months for refrigerators, freezers, and fans. <laughs> they want your gas stoves. They don't want, you, you can't, you know, your toilet's not allowed to flush over a certain amount. Your shower can only put out so much water at, at, at a time. Now they're coming out with new regulations for refrigerators, freezers, and fans. See, this is the kind of stuff that just infuriates people. I mean, I mean, leave us alone. This is another reason why I pray to God that Trump makes it to the election and he gets in somehow, some way. Because it would listen, if you don't believe God and Trump is elected president. I mean, there should be no doubt anymore because the only way Trump is getting back into the White House is God's hand. It's the only way he got in there first time. The trouble this time is he snuck up on him last time. They treated him as a joke. They're not laughing this time because they know their world is coming to a, a screeching halt if he gets reelected. He knows how the game's played. He's got, you know, enough people that are on the same page with him. And don't forget what I told you, as you hear people, come, you know, thinking about, well, who's the vice president going to be? The vice president will not be somebody for the next four years. I mean, obviously they'll be vice president for four years. The person he picks for vice president is going to be somebody because he can only run, he can only be president for four more years. The person he picks for vice president will be somebody who, after his four years, can then take that mantle and carry it on for another eight. Because the last thing we need is for him to get in there, you know, bust his rear end, go through all the living hell they will continue to put him through every day, and get this country back on the right track. And then have another globalist pop in in 28, right? So he, trust me when I tell you, he's thinking down the road. All right, I got to get a couple, I got a couple more things in here before we get out of here tonight. The Epstein documents were dropped tonight. 
Listen, everybody knew Slick Willie was on the plane 20, 30 times at the island. Um, you know, those, let me put it this way. Those documents that they're releasing now with these things, don't pay attention to I mean, if you're interested, fine. But understand this. Those names mean nothing. The CIA, along with the FBI, raided his New York City townhouse. This is back right after he was, you know, in the process, right after they arrested him. And out of the safe in his office at the townhouse, they got folders and notebooks and videotapes and still pictures. But those notebooks are supposedly the books with all the various, you know, people that he entrapped. Because that's in essence what he was. Listen, Epstein is not anything unique, okay? Everybody says, well, where did he get all this money? Where did he get... Listen, he was an intelligent asset for the CIA and most likely for Mossad too, which isn't uncommon. And yeah, he had a, he had, he had a preference of, 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 of young girls, underage girls. And he was the perfect guy to run as an asset to get dirt on other powerful people. So, I mean, you know, to for, for the intelligence agencies to spend, you know, $100 million so he could buy you know, the, his island house and the New York thing and, and a couple planes. That's nothing. Because he was hobnobbing with, he was in the, in the presence of you know, Clinton, okay? Now, he was, uh, he, he knew Trump because his... His main house is in Palm Beach, about a mile from Mar-a-Lago. But I think it was 2001, Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago because he was trying to hit on uh, some 16-year-old girl, and that was it. But what they got out of this townhouse, those books, those names. But my friend, nobody will ever see that. Nobody is ever going to see that, trust me. Nobody's ever going to see that. Um, you know, you got this Gisley Maxwell, his madam, she's in prison. I got to be honest with you, I, I will not be shocked if she ends up dead too, but so far, um, because she she knows all the players too, don't forget. And, uh, and again, if anybody thinks that he hung himself in a jail cell that night, you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. All right. I got a bunch of border stuff I got to get through here before we get out of here tonight so I don't carry this over. Um, let's see. All right. In Hamilton County, Tennessee, I mean, you're talking about the hills of Tennessee. They arrested a an illegal from Mexico who raped a 15-year-old girl. Now, the only reason I mention this to you is I was reading a report over the weekend how in Germany, since that since the Muslim migrants, you know, stormed into Europe, 
They've had over 7,000 German women raped by Muslims. Don't forget what I've always told you. Rape is part of Islam. It's part of their culture. They rape little boys. They rape women. They rape their wives. And they use rape as a weapon of war. As sadly, Israel found out back on October 7th. I mean, in Islam, rape is a weapon of war. And if you've been around, I'll just remind you of Benghazi. Chris Stevens, the ambassador, you know, he was injured, probably close to losing his life, and they raped him. And then once he was dead, they raped his dead corpse. Oh, that, they, 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 that's one of their favorite things to do, raping a dead corpse. That's Islam, folks. And if you happen to see any of that horrible footage from October 7th or read any of those accounts, it make you want to throw up. But this is what Islam's all about. And I could sit here probably every night and give you easily 10 stories every night of Muslims in this country raping people in this country. Thank you, Joe. Now, Texas is trying to basically arrest and deport these illegals and get them out. They've also put a bunch of razor wire along the Rio Grande to make it much more difficult for these illegals to get in. Guess what the Biden DOJ is doing? They're suing Texas. They're saying you can't arrest these illegals. You can't deport them. Take that razor wire down. I mean, if you didn't think this was on purpose, hello? They're going to be in court this week trying to get a judge. And, and I hate to tell you this. I hate, I hate to be the bear of bad news. The DOJ is going to win because immigration is a federal uh, situation. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I'll, but let me let me tell you this: the Republicans, they've got one card to play. Okay. The Democrats, they want all that money for uh, for uh, Ukraine. They want to send some money to uh, um, Israel. And in about a week, it's time to sign a new debt ceiling deal. The Republicans should not give them a dime. Do not keep the government up. Shut the government down. Now, if they want to agree to replacing all of the all of the Trump immigration policies, fine. And number but but you're going to replace them and and put them in operation before we do anything. Cuz you can't trust them as far as you can throw. But they should not they should not do any deals unless it is the Trump era policies for immigration. All of them, not, not a few of them, all of them. And until they're in place and operational, no money changes hands. That includes funding the government. Let the government shut down. You know what happens when the government shuts down? All those NGOs, their money dries up. All the money at the border dries up. DOJ money dries up. I mean, this is time for the Republicans for once 
to have a spine, have a backbone, and play hardball. Because that's what they would do. And that's why people like Nancy Pelosi win. You think she's afraid? I mean, she's a, she's, she's a daughter of a mafioso, for goodness sakes. She, she, she has no feelings. She's an evil woman with no conscience. But that's why she won. She didn't get one impeachment on, on Trump. She got two in less than a year and a half. They don't have any conscience. It's time for the Republicans to, for once, play hardball. All right, I got to get out of here. Um, good program night. Good start for the boy. Good way to start the year. And we got another big one tomorrow night because I still have some content from tonight plus whatever's going on tomorrow. So tune in. Before we get out of here, if you never made a decision for Jesus, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. When this brief journey through life is over, that's all that matters. And by the way, Anybody that goes through this year without the strength of Christ, God help you. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I really don't. But if you want to make that decision tonight and come to know Jesus, pray, pray with me right now. Dear Lord, I come to you tonight confessing that I'm a sinner and asking your forgiveness. Lord, tonight I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And tonight, Lord, from this moment on, my life belongs to you. I surrender my life to you tonight, Jesus, in my prayer. My friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. I have a book I'll send you. Won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me, bkellerliveprayer.com. All right, folks, 24 is off and rolling. Have a great night tonight, a blessed day tomorrow. Lord willing, back here tomorrow night, 11 o'clock. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel like giving up? Times are hard.